1: Welcome to Duplicast, the only Orphan Black fan show about clones, by clones, for clones, and other humans. I'm Emma
2: Drexler. And I'm Hannah Bingham. And let's get in the clone zone. We're clones. We're someone's experiment, and they're killing us off. Today, on our inaugural episode of Duplicast, we're going to be telling you a little bit about ourselves and why we love the show Orphan Black so much, both as audience members and as clones. How we all relate it. We're not. Well, we are, by nature, um, she's referring to nurture. And we're going to be talking to Dr. Brian Share, the father of modern cloning genetics. Oh, I'm so excited.
0: I guess to answer your question, is this legal? I guess my response would be, I don't care.
2: <sighs> guys,
1: for those of you not in the clone world, he's a big deal. And we are so happy to have him on the show for you today.
2: We thought we'd start out today by telling you guys a little bit about us and why is that we love Orphan Black so much just you know based on our own personal experiences yeah as clone women yeah so uh we are clones of uh each other well I mean we come from the same clone batch we're not clones of each other right and so do a hundred other women and maybe even more that
1: we're not aware of this is Emma just so you know and that's Hannah. I'm Hannah. And we are twins. We, we are clone twins. We're uh, we're of the same womb, not to be confused with regular twins who suck.
2: Yes, we are both clones and also twins. So we came out of the same woman's womb, but we also came out of the same test tube batch. Rather like, actually, coincidentally, Sarah Manning and Helena in, in Orphan, Orphan Black. Black. Sestra? Yep. Yep. If you have Kira and we are twins, could I have babies too? Why? I'm very good with children. Which is one of the reasons that we love the show so
1: much. And it's uh, what this podcast will be exclusively about. The show Orphan Black and how it feeds back into our own personal lives and clone
2: culture at large. Right. We are the microcosm of of the macrocosm of the clone culture, if you like. So, like we said, we came from the same birth mother. We were cloned from a child um, who was very beloved. We've never met her, but I'm sure she's very special. She died. She died. It was very sad. But we're alive.
1: We're healthy uh, for the most part. Hannah has a bit of a cough. It comes and goes. It comes and goes. We're also mirror image twins, just like Helena and Sarah. So all of our organs are on opposite sides of each other. Right. And um, I like chocolate. And I like vanilla ice cream. It's very strange. It's sad to say, but I agree with you. Um, so we like the show Orphan Black a lot. Clearly, it's a sci-fi show. A lot of it is completely made up. Yes. Um, it takes place in a world where clones aren't a known entity, which is strange. But I guess it's an alternate reality type of allegory thing. Right. I worry that Orphan Black is... So much has happened. It's overwhelming.
2: It's a lot of stuff. And there's a lot of new characters that have been introduced, Mm -hmm. especially in the last uh, few episodes. Mm -hmm. I feel like... I mean,
1: Felix has already had somewhat of an affair with one of Sarah's sister clones who happens to be transgender.
0: Why is it that I'm not worried about you? Because this is how I roll. Can't fence this shit in.
1: I feel like that's a season seven reveal, you know?
2: Yes, which, I mean... As the, the new season is coming out, we're, we're going to have to see, because it, it could be that this whole uh, season is just going to be about all-out warfare, you know. Mm-hmm. Which is great and exciting on television, but, I mean, how does that impact us as clones?
1: Well, who's our new villain? So we got Rachel's dead.
2: Mm-hmm. Pencil in the eye, right? Right. Where has he written it? Right Right here. Oh, God, Paul. God bless him. What is his deal? I don't know, but he is pretty. Well, I
0: think you're being a bitch. I'm the bigger person here. I need to change the clothes.
1: He's pretty and he's dumb, but then he's undercover all the time. Who is he working for? He's probably not even working for the army anymore.
2: And there's Kira's dad.
0: I know this has been all uh, sort of confusing, Kira. I don't blame you for being put out. But since we're stuck in this together... There's no reason why we shouldn't have a little fun. He's so
2: hot. In love with Sarah? Sarah, Yeah. People cannot get their hands off of her. What is it about her?
0: We were parasites. No. We were in love. Not me. Ever.
2: Maybe so the, she's genetically engineered. It's to a be tousled hair. Well, then super sexy. then Helena
1: would be super sexy, and I don't think. I well, but Helena <laughs> does a lot of stuff to make herself
2: not sexy. She
1: did have that one temporary boyfriend in when the they bar. Were in the road. When yeah. they were
2: in the bar, she immediately started having sex with somebody. Maybe she has it too. No, that's just that says more about her
1: sexual drive than it does about their attraction to her. Right. She is. She uh, anally rapes somebody. <laughs> that's true, um, and that is okay. Because it's framed as justice.
2: I do remember it happening in the show.
1: Oh, before Helena burns down the compound, mm-hmm. she injects some sort of horse or cow semen into oh into the guys into the guys rectum. Yeah,
0: Helena, Helena, don't do this.
2: Don't, Helena, Helena. If you, get, if you kidnap somebody multiple times, mm-hmm. lock them up, if impregnate you, them. If you sew up
1: your daughter's mouth oh, and put her in a cage, put her in a cage, I think be, whether it's before or after you also inseminate her, Right, you might deserve what's coming to you. This brings us to our next segment. We're so very happy to have Dr. Brian Chair, preeminent geneticist and disclaimer. Ah. He <laughs> he is the man who uh, created us, so we're very excited to have him on our show. Yes, it's kind of like having a grandfather we, we never met.
0: <laughs> oh, please, please, you do me too much honor. It's, you look both healthy and lovely. It's so grand to see you.
1: One oh. of us is healthier than the other. Yes, I'm,
2: I'm a little... <laughs>
0: Now which of you uh, I'm trying to remember because obviously you, know, you look very similar. <laughs> uh but um which batch number are you because there's been some sickness going around in one of the batches that came from your laboratory.
2: Oh I'm I'm 237.
0: 237. So we should get you checked out because a couple of your batch have been dying. We so.
2: are the same batch. Oh yeah. Oh really? Yes,
1: mm-hmm. we're of the same womb. Yeah, we're mirror twins.
0: Oh, wonderful. Well, that's splendid.
1: Which might, you You can chime in on this, which might explain why one of us is sick and one isn't, if it has to do with the placement of the organs. And also I like chocolate ice cream and she likes vanilla ice cream.
0: Well, probably you've had a batch of bad ice cream, right? It seems, that it's you know, I believe it, uh, in the words of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, uh, when you eliminate the impossible, whatever remains, no matter how improbable, must be true. So given that you like chocolate ice cream and you like vanilla, probably... Left some chocolate ice cream out.
2: Now, uh, Doctor Chair, obviously uh, you created the um, genetic profiles that that allowed us to be cloned, but uh, we just wanted to go in a little bit into uh, the history of cloning and your history, mm-hmm. in particular with cloning. So, if you could, if you could tell us that, story, that would be lovely. Uh,
0: my journey with cloning began actually uh, early in the sort of advanced stages of the Dolly project. You remember Dolly the sheep, of course.
1: Um, we were. Born before
0: that, yes. Yes, of course. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, that's when I began. I began after you both were born learning about cloning. Now, that may seem improbable because I also cloned both of you, but it's very easy to understand when you get into the fact that I myself am a clone of the original Dr. Brian chair. Oh. Dr. Brian Chair was born actually in 1897, the original, and first cloned himself in 1931. This is sort of in the uh, beginnings of the Great Depression in your United States, and there was a migration of sort of scientific minds that left after the uh, sort of the end of the Roaring Twenties and then going, sadly, you know, during the time of the New Deal and going into World War II, the military upgrade and budgeting made for scientific exploration due to military research that's sort of unprecedented in the Western world. So the original Dr. Brian Chair cloned himself and performed the first auto-brain transplant. Transplanted his own brain into the body of his younger self.
2: Oh, Oh, so you
1: are in fact a male clone then. Wait, are you saying that you possess the original brain of Dr. Brian Chair?
0: Dr. Brian Chair has had... To this date, seven iterations of killing himself to replace his brain into the body of a younger self.
1: I would argue that Dr. Chair never died then.
0: I would argue the same thing, my dear. (laughs) I will never die! (laughs) But,
2: Dr. Chair, there is a history within the cloning community that only... Females are cloned and males are not.
0: Right. Well, that's absolutely correct. And we find that, in my circumstance, I wouldn't necessarily even call it cloning, although it's a very similar form of science and a very similar form of biological engineering. Uh, the reason we find that we cannot clone males is that in the male population, and this is true across different sort of animal genuses and species, males gain an extrasensory perception of the geographic location of their biological Copies.
1: And is there an explanation for that?
0: What we've tracked it down to is what we are sort of loosely terming the Highlander gene, which appears on the Y chromosome. Males basically seek out and kill one another uh, upon reaching sort of the age of maturity. There can only be one? Uh, yes, there can be only one. They see Sorry, I, of-
1: I, I must have messed that one up.
0: <laughs> oh, no, they, uh, you're referring to the uh, iconic line from the f- amazing film and television franchise Highlander.
1: Yes, yes. Is that where the gene gets its name?
0: We're all big fans in the lab. When we have breaks, we watch it. It's great. I am the Islander. It's great. We have fun. We're scientists when it's not all serious all the time. We have a hoot.
2: Now, I I don't want to criticize you, uh, Dr. Chair, because obviously... Um, we love you. We, we love you. <laughs> and I uh, love you too. But there, there are very strict laws about cloning and genetics, obviously, that mm-hmm. are in the law books that I feel like maybe this brain science is somewhat outside of.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it's an interesting question you bring up. And this is sort of the perennial philosophical question of science only answers how. And it never answers the question of should So whenever I catch myself saying, is this right? Should I do this? I reorient myself and think, how can I accomplish this? I don't know if that makes me a good or a bad man, but it does make me a crack scientist. So Mm -hmm. I guess to answer your question, is this legal? I guess my response would be, I don't care.
1: Um, Well, that actually dovetails nicely into some questions we had for you about your island. Mm -hmm where it's been reported that you conduct certain experiments that are, so to speak, outside of the law. But <laughs> <laughs> you do own the island. So um, can you tell us more about what happens there? On the island? Yeah.
0: Oh, I'd be delighted. The simple process of genetic cloning, of creating an identical biological genetic copy of a living organism, we've reached sort of the apex of what we're able to accomplish with that technology. Now we're sort of into the more interesting elements of genetic science and what cloning can offer. Do I of you know what a chimera is?
2: That's uh, when you
1: combine two creatures into one. When, when two twins are sucked together, I think?
0: Uh, what happens is chimeras are created uh, in nature when a pair of twins Fraternal twins, not identical, are brought together and become the same organism. So we actually find that there are people who, if you were to do two different blood tests, you might identify the same individual as being two different people because they have two sets of genetic, you know, two sets of chromosomes, two sets of individuals. Sometimes
1: they have different color eyes, yes?
0: Different color eyes. Sometimes they'll have actual patches of different colored skin with different forms of melanin. Now, the question is this. Could you create a chimera across species? Could you take the gene sequences of creatures that didn't even share the same number of chromosomes and cre I've created dogmen. I've created a race of dogmen. I realized I was sort of talking around the point. I have an army of dogmen on an island and um again, I'm going to live forever and no one can stop me. So
1: um are they your are they your pets or your that's that's awful uh well i just um, my
0: pets they they're fully sentient my so pets. they are your
1: equals on the island
0: no 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 not my equal no i'm I'm less of a man and more of a god really
1: dr Brian chair,
0: why are we hmm it's a fascinating question. Why are we? I could tell you how are we. Of course, I could answer the processes which brought you to be here. Why is a question of uh, not simply cause and effect, but it's a question of intention. And intention is rather an interesting question when you get down to the idea of uh, whether we live in a deterministic universe or not. By which I mean, do things occur because we choose them to occur, or do they occur because they must? I would say the closest thing to an answer of why you exist is because it seemed fun.
2: And why... And this is a bit more of a personal question that, that maybe is just something that affects me, but my second and third toes are, are joined together, and I know that other people aren't bothered by it, but I, I feel very self-conscious about it. And I was just wondering why you would clone things that are imperfect.
0: Uh. a beautiful question. Why would you clone something imperfect? I suppose the answer to your question is there is nothing on this earth which is perfect. Even a human being with a correct number of toes that all do what they're supposed to do, probably like a jerk or like mean, right? Everyone's got their hang-ups, their flaws. No, Hannah, I think that you should find in yourself... That you are as worthy as anyone else. That's, of, what,
2: that's what I keep telling her.
0: Yes. Both of you girls, I, I can't begin to tell you how proud I am of both of you.
2: Wow, Dr. Cher, you seem like you've done so many bad things, and yet, and, and, and yet I've learned so much from you. You're such a sweet man. I don't such care if you're man. a criminal against humanity.
0: Well, there are no criminals because there are no laws. Laws are fictions invented by men to restrict the strong and the great.
2: That's, um... Okay, I think we should call
0: the police again. All right. Well, 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 whoa. I think it's time. Listen, listen. I I love you both quite a great deal. Both of you have made, made this show for yourselves. You've gone out into the world and done great things. And don't... I mean, I will... As I have wrought you on the face of this earth, so I shall unmake you if you call the police.
1: Do you want to call
2: the police? Hello? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a genetic madman um, in our.
0: Hold on, I'm going to make a phone call as well. Rover, assemble Brigade C and storm the studio. Get ready for a whole lot of dog men, ladies.
1: This episode of Duplicast was written and performed by Anna Rubinova and Siobhan Thompson with special guest Brennan Lee Mulligan. The show is produced by Jen Poyant, Caitlin Thompson, and Paula Schumann. Our musical theme was composed by Jay Cowich. I don't know what that guy's problem is.